welcome back to this season of the Digital Orthopedics Podcast, where we bring you the audio files from the DocSF Experience 2022. I'm Dr. Stefan Obini, your host for this podcast and the founder and chair of the Digital Orthopedics Conference San Francisco. And in this podcast, we will hear from Professor Shafi Ahmed, Chief Medical Officer, Surgeon, PhD, Fellow Royal College of Surgeons, works at the Royal London Hospital for the NHS, but that doesn't do him justice. Dr. Ahmed has more titles, more TEDx talks, runs more conferences, more companies he's seen than anyone. He has an amazing perspective on what the future of the hospital might be in the metaverse. And he shared it with us at DocSF virtually, and we hope that you can enjoy the audio feed from that talk as much as we did. And without further ado, let's join Professor Shafi Ahmed, the most watched surgeon in the world on the DocSF stage. So our next presentation, I'm pleased to tell you that he does not have COVID. He is not COVID positive, but he does live across the pond. And so the next presentation that we're going to look at is going to help us understand a little bit more about the possibilities of what the metaverse, what the hospital experience might look like in the metaverse. So the presentation is going to be given by uh, Dr. Shafi Ahmed. He is a surgeon. He's a futurist. He's an innovator. He is an entrepreneur. He's a humanitarian, and his journey into being an early adopter and experimenter with a lot of the virtual reality technologies came as a result of recognizing there are so many places where there are not surgeons and there are not places and pathways to train surgeons. His very first company that he created was called Virtual Realities, and the problem that he was setting out to solve was how are we going to train the next generations of thousands of surgeons and make sure that they're in the different parts of the world where they need to be in order to make sure that people have safer surgeries in the places that they call home. So with that, let's go ahead and roll this presentation. Reimagine. Rethink. Rewire. Reactivate. Reboot. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here, of course, uh, for the DocSF conference uh, in San Francisco. Thanks to my wonderful dear friend, uh, Professor Stefano Bini, for inviting me again to speak at this uh, conference. I was here about three or four years ago, face-to-face life with the audience, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So, um, sadly, I can't be with you, so I'm here now virtually, which is, of course, uh, the name of the presentation almost. And we're talking about virtual reality augmented reality, and of course, the metaverse. So what is this hype all about at the moment? Let's go back to 1992. You've heard of Snow Crash, presumably uh, from an author called Neil Stephenson. 1992, he described uh, the city of LA in terms of being disrupted and being challenged by the big tech companies. It's becoming a dystopian society. And also, of course, there was a financial meltdown within the book. This allowed people to move away from reality into the metaverse. So that was the, the term coin back in 1992, a real visionary. And actually what we're seeing now is almost a replication of those two areas of financial meltdown and the world not working as it should do and a dystopian society we're living in 
run by those major tech companies. So actually, maybe it's more real than you may think it is. And of course, as we've seen more recently, the explosion of cinema with these amazing films called Ready Player One, where people are now depicted into the virtual reality with their headsets, and this whole depiction of this new kind of multiverse that we're seeing in different films now, including Free Guy as these players within games. And gamification has been very largely responsible for the explosion in the concept of the metaverse. We've seen now, of course, that term also being taken by Facebook, who created a new company called Meta, and the aim, of course, is to create a new society, social connectivity within a virtual reality, augmented reality environment. So what we're seeing is a mix between the physical and the digital world. So basically, the reality is going to converge together. We can seamlessly move from one to the other. We've come a long way in designing the web. If you go back to Tim Berners-Lee, he described the whole concept of Web 1.0. Essentially, the, he described the URL, the HTTP protocol, and of course, the way that we navigate through simple platforms like uh, Netscape and others through the early browsers. It was simple. It was transfer of knowledge and information. But of course, that was superseded very rapidly by Web 2.0. What's Web 2.0? Well, it's the current internet. It's mainly about social connectivity, user-generated content that can be shared widely, but controlled ultimately by big tech companies or big organizations. We're now moving to what's called Web 3.0, which is controversial at some times. However, it's where society is heading towards. What does it mean? Well, let's look at it more deeply. There's a number of things that Web 3.0 is promising us. First of all, it's going to be decentralized. So it won't be controlled by major companies or major servers. You can be accessing your own information, sharing it with others widely. It's going to be trustless and permissionless. And basically that involves what's called the blockchain, a sense of a ledger that's going to connect it all together and keep it secure for us, but at the same time, allowing us to share important data, maybe monetize that data or share our experiences so that we become the owners of all that data. It's going to be underpinned by AI and deep machine learning that we've seen now being exposed in healthcare. Of course, it's about connectivity and ubiquity, access to anybody anywhere around the world. And that's going to be a change in what we have at the moment with Web 2.0. There's a whole concept of virtual reality, augmented reality, and the whole XR that we've been seeing over the last few years. We've described this thing called non-fungible tokens, NFTs. We've seen the marketplace now being swamped with people's NFTs selling images or paintings or graphics, etc. Now we've seen a kind of realization about normalizing what that might mean and perhaps reducing the costs of some of these NFTs as we go forward. Again, that gives an indication of how data might be captured and shared going forward, particularly in healthcare. To our semantic web, the web at the moment has no context. You might see some text within the web. What does it mean? Where does it come from? I was looking at a semantic web that puts everything to context, which is much more sophisticated and more intelligent. And of course, the world of avatars and holograms are going to form the basis of our interaction within this world that we're going to be living in fairly soon. So that defines Web 3.0. The other thing I'd like to say is about connectivity. Smartphones really were the measure of Web 2.0. But for Web 3.0, we need much more connectivity, higher bandwidth, lower latency. And 5G for me, is going to be one that connects all these devices. It connects all the exponential technologies to create what I say is the internet of medical things. And so internet medical things is also part of the metaverse that we're describing. And 5G is going to be crucial to that. It's allowed us to reimagine also what's possible. Look at the end of the spectrum here with 5G. We're now looking at 
cloud computing, edge computing, robotics, immersive AR, VR. We're looking at remote surgery, this whole concept of connecting things in the hospital or community or social care is now going to be exacerbated or supported by these new 5G technologies. It could be 6G in the future, but these connectivity is so crucial to allow us to think about the metaverse. As we go forward, the first thing to think about is replicating yourself. We've heard about digital twins, of course, but we were looking at what does a digital human look like? How do we replicate ourselves in terms of the way we speak, the way we think? perhaps using AI and deep machine learning and voice technology to reproduce ourselves in the future? Or do we replicate ourselves as avatars? So we have a different kind of appearance, if you like, for people in this metaverse. So we've been working on that for a while. This was me actually six years ago, creating my own digital human. I realized that at some point we have to recreate ourselves. So this is a process called photogametry, 105 cameras creating a 3D model of us. So that then becomes our avatar in this world. Actually, what we're seeing now is people like Unreal Engine creating the metahuman, real life-like appearances of a digital person. We're seeing much more sophisticated methods of creating very quickly a representation of self that's physical, but also digital. So actually, this is going to be a way we create ourselves in the future. This was me back about six years ago, thinking about how do I create a hologram? And this is working with a company called Double Me around holoportation. They're just now creating a whole concept uh, going forward around the metaverse. And they've been funded by, I think, the South Korean government to 26 million to create their version of the metaverse. Shafi, have a look at this. Yeah, let me have a look over your shoulder. Oh, yeah, I see what's going on there. I think I'll give some advice, Carl. No problems. So that's also a concept of holoportation, which is now coming in more vogue. These are one of the many ideas that we generated to create uh, this kind of that new world that we're describing. This was me during the pandemic. Of course, the pandemic has driven change, driven innovation, allowed us to be more remote, more virtual, and recreating new ways of thinking about work, but also how we train and educate people from around the world. And healthcare is no different. Our interactions change with our patients. We're now more virtual with telephone consults, with telemedicine or, or total triage happening. So actually what we're seeing here now is this concept. And this is what we did during the pandemic to see what we can describe and teach people around the virus. Hey, Dr. Alman, good to see you again. <laughs> hey, Harrison, so good to see you. Where are you? How many you? How many you? I'm in London. Uh, so good to see you. I think we've got Ian here as well. Hi. Hey guys, I'm in uh, downtown Atlanta right now. Thanks for joining me. I forgot my magic leap, but I've got my phone handy, so joining you through here. Thanks for joining us. Should we have a look at some images to help us in this regard? Let's uh, try uh, just a flat image of the uh, virus itself, just to show you what it looks like. Is essentially countries across here. These are China, Iran, Italy. And South Korea. So we're describing a whole area where you can converge and collaborate, remote collaboration, using avatars of yourself. It's a step forward from being on a Zoom call or a Microsoft Teams call, which is a 2D interface. It doesn't allow that almost human interaction, if you like. So this is going to be a segue into having face-to-face. We're going to live in hybrid models, aren't we? from online platforms to this metaverse and then face-to-face. So it gives more opportunity to collaborate remotely. In Dubai, a few months ago, Arab Health, I launched uh, the concept of the metaversity, which we'll talk about in a moment. But what I did here was collaborate 
with eight doctors from around the world connected through a either smartphone or a computer or indeed a uh, head device. This was a HoloLens 2 that we were using at the time. Around, around the, the tissues of the appendix. Okay. So he's explaining the CT shows a six centimeter area of inflammation and you can see the tip of the appendix. So he's now showing me what the image shows. That's fine. Thanks, Guillermo. Can we get rid of sure. that? Thank you. So that was uh, Guillermo from Mexico, a radiologist who then appeared in my world, telling me about an image that we were having struggling with. Imagine this as we do remote MDTs, multi-discipline team meetings remotely. Also during the pandemic, education was of course very difficult in medicine. Students weren't allowed to go to the wards because of the risk of the coronavirus and had to have virtual learning. But we weren't ready for that because we were relying on very much a face-to-face -face delivery of clinical education. Can we do differently? I've been working the last six, seven years using Google Glass, virtual reality, social media to teach people on a global level. So during the pandemic, it's fairly easy for me to pick up a HoloLens, connect through remote assist and train people remotely. And so we did this about doing remote clinical ward rounds to our students in the lecture theatre next door at Barts the Medical School. This is a lecture theatre. We brought people in or students in, social distanced them to 70 seats only in a with a capacity of 400 seats, actually. I was on the ward doing a ward round. They were connected to me by a moderator and through my HoloLens. Nasimosis. Um, uh, and so what's happened is that sometimes with this staple line by the pancreas, you get leaking of fluid, pancreatic fluid. And that's what you're seeing. So what we're seeing now is how do we change the model of education, offering more support, more opportunities, if you like. So in fact, our university when I was teaching was one of the first to embrace the metaverse or VR collaborative tools. And actually now I'm running courses at the university, both at uh, Imperial and at Barts, uh, Queen Mary University London, running co entire courses in the metaverse. And we're, just, and we're trying to find out what that means. And that led to me to think about, actually, can we do better? Can we create a metaversity, a new concept, the next frontier in virtual education? And you can read all about it at metaverse.org, and we've launched this over the last few weeks. So what does that mean? Well, what we're trying to create is to, what is that reimagine the current education paradigm by creating an equitable opportunity, the decentralized mecha ecosystem. So it's creating that web 3.0, but for education purposes. Because I think that's a model that we can be looking forward to, to add value uh, to our education portfolio. So that's what we've been doing. And what we've been creating is different worlds for education, for learning, for health. And I'll show you what we mean by that. This is one of our worlds created in Altspace VR, where we can actually just, this is a, a spaceship flying into a new world. This is for people's well-being, mental health, and for resilience, and to support them during virtually, if you like. So we've thought about how to create this new world different to normal lectures and things, but immersive experiences that allow this whole metaverse to allow it to be more supportive and different to what they're used to. As you navigate, of course, through different worlds within this one here, you can now then look into how you can support somebody. The interaction is important. The future will have haptic suits, gloves, better to support that. This is the metaversity. Again, it's going to be where how do we teach people in the metaverse? We're trying to figure it out to get validation and accreditation. Of course, here's our entrance, here's our May uh, list of uh, lectures that we'll be giving. 
as the same easy interpretation throughout. Now, they include rooms across the two or three floors that were created to be able to talk, to meet, to connect, to have breakout sessions or give lectures or TEDx style talks, for example, in different environments. So creating this world is very important in round thinking about how does the future of education look like? And please do follow us on Metaversity and register your interest for courses going forward. Next concept is the healthcare city of the future in the metaverse. And actually, I've been working with AI Medis, a company based out in Germany, who are actually building the world's first healthcare city in the metaverse. And I thought I'd show you what they're creating and what we're going to be doing in the future together. I'm going to introduce and welcome my dear colleague, Dr. Michael Kaldash. Hello, Professor Shafi. Thank you so much for joining me here in Amedis Health World. I'm Michael, the CEO and founder of Amedis, and I have created together with my colleagues, Amedis Health World, an interactive 3D world where people come together, patients can meet doctors, hospitals, and caregivers can get in touch with patients and offer the services and support to patients all around the world. Michael, this looks gorgeous. Uh, tell me more about this space we created. So here you see the entry hall of the virtual university hospital that we've created for one of our partners. And it's the first thing that you see when you enter the hospital. You can take a little bit, a look around and can decide where to go and what to do. Okay, let me now show you our world and our vision. Welcome to AMETA's Health World, the world's first medical metaverse offering unlimited possibilities for doctors, patients, caregivers, and the healthcare industry around the world. Patients can get therapies, consultation, education, and social interaction through the power of virtual reality anywhere in the world at any time on all of their devices. Our virtual hospital chain will incorporate a wide range of services and experiences that seamlessly connect patients to healthcare professionals, as it will be easy as turning on their phone from the comfort of their home to connect to a healthcare professional in another corner of the world. So you're seeing worlds now being created that look pretty stunning, but can we do better? Obviously, a lot of people use Unity as their a platform to create some of these worlds. But now we're seeing Unreal Engine with their new release of Unreal Engine 5, creating visually stunning and photo real images to create worlds that look so much more realistic. So I'm gonna show you a, a picture or a video, if you like, of the world that we can create as we go forward. And that's what we're doing at AI Medis. <laughs> So we'd like to invite you to our land sale starting at the end of May. So hopefully we'll be showing that more widely on social media and you can buy land within the metaverse and build whatever you decide uh, is appropriate 
for you. I mean, we've got a lot of interest already from around the world about buying land in our metaverse. And of course, these worlds will be connected. Well, it's Facebook's metaverse in terms of horizons, etc., or Decentraland, or the Amenis land. They'll be interconnected, so you can go from one to the other. So that whole experience will be hopefully seamless as we go forward. The other question is around for me about patient data. Very crucial, of course. I think the metaverse allows us to actually understand data better and actually use it in a way that we can actually share it more widely, become more transparent, and the ownership lies with the patient or the user. So. They can actually even monetize it. I think it's going to disrupt the way we deal with data. So this is an example of what we're thinking of. And AI Medis already have their token, they have the NFT marketplace, and they're figuring out how they can now share that data more widely. Welcome to Imedis Data Exchange, the world's first medical and scientific NFT marketplace. Imedis Data Exchange, secure and immutable data NFTs monetize and finally mainstream and standardize the multi-trillion dollar market of medical and scientific data all over the world. Data is the gold of the 21st century. Actually, 30% of all data is health data and healthcare institutions and companies sit on a treasure of unimaginable value. Up to now, data had to be collected in time-wasting and expensive processes. Entire companies and a large amount of data scientists needed months to collect certain data, while still the quality and reliability were unsafe. iMedis Data Exchange creates a completely new market and opens the world's medical and scientific data with one click to and from hospitals, researchers, pharma, AI companies, space agencies, and the self-driving car industry iMeetis NFTs contain medical, pharmaceutical, research, and socioeconomic data and can serve as a deed of ownership for space and items in iMeetis Health City, the world's first healthcare metaverse. Researchers, pharma, CRO, space agencies, car manufacturers, universities, and governments can buy and sell data directly, while the same parties can fund R&D through iMeetis NFTs. Data providers and anyone participating in the process earn a fixed percentage of the data sold each time the NFT is used and or sold. Each NFT is flawlessly traceable while always keeping the data provider's anonymity at any time. Each NFT is encrypted so that only the data buyer can access the information while guaranteeing the data's authenticity. The iMetis token makes it easier and cheaper to buy and sell data NFTs while offering advantages to institutional AMIX token holders. Trade, rent, and buy items in space in iMetis Health City through iMetis NFTs. Flawless integration into iMetis Health City, the world's first medical metaverse. Participate in big pharmaceutical trials via NFT ownership. iMetis is the future of medical big data. Join now. So as you can see, I think data will be key as we go forward in defining what that metaverse looks like. Of course, we have to be very cautious around patient confidentiality, around concerns around privacy, et cetera, and understand patient safety much better. And it's great uh, that XRSI, for example, who's led by Kavya Perman, who you may have heard of, is doing some amazing work on ensuring that we control privacy, that we ensure the safety of our patients by creating this framework. And of course, we're we working with them in the sense of how to support one another, to create those standards across the, the healthcare system in the metaverse. So, and of course, they really released a couple of uh, reports around what they think is important. And I think that's crucial for us to do in a fashion that's safe for our patients.
I'm going to leave you with my last video of the endless possibility. This is a video of a 5G network showing the true possibility of remote collaboration, remote work, and seamlessly going from the, the physical to the digital world to support healthcare. <laughs> Professore, ci siamo. Lasciamo lei. Grazie, professore. Concludiamo noi. We hope you enjoyed this presentation and will consider joining us live in San Francisco for DocSF 2023, when we will explore how digital technologies will enhance, support, and enable the expansion of the outpatient surgery arena. Register now to join our mailing list at docsf.health, docsf.health, and be the first to access our limited tickets. DocSF, join the revolution.